Swift and we're back. This is balance in the game. All right. Um, first thing I want to say is is that uh I apologize to my audience and my followers. Um I ran into some things, personal things, uh that I had to take care of and uh I haven't been putting out continuous episodes. After my last episode, uh there's been a gap. But uh I'm back. I'm back and uh things are gonna continue on. And uh, progress forward concerning balancing the game. So um, I wanted to talk about the fear of God. And I think that a lot of people confused about what it means to have fear of God. And um, I want to put it out there so that there's a clear understanding of what it means to fear God. They're taking the approach of the way they look at fear concerning God is the way that they fear other people. On that level right there, that's not what the fear of God is. The fear of God isn't the wrath of men. See, there's a big difference. And the difference is, is that at that point and that time that you have that fear towards God and you understand what that fear is, it's the beginning of knowledge. He'll start to give you knowledge and he'll start to give you instruction and he'll start to guide you in the right direction and until you learn what that fear is towards God and understand what that is knowledge will not begin you will not start to understand and things start to unfold for you of what it is that God has in store for you so I mean all right let's get started so a lot of times people hear the fear of God and the first thing they think is is that uh, if I don't do what God says, he's going to come down on me and rain down the fires of hell down on top of my head and he's going to destroy me. That's not the fear that is the fear of God. The The fear of God is, and if you look at it, and I'm using this as an example, it's as a parent. And see, if you, and for you to see God as a parent, you have to get a relationship with God. You have to understand and get closer to God. And the only way that you're going to do that is you got to learn who God is. And the only way that you're going to learn who God is, is that you have to go and learn who Jesus is. Because Jesus is the prime example of who God is. Because he's the son of God. When you see the son, you see the father. So once you get that relationship and understand by reading the word of God, that's the only way you're going to get it, is to understand who God is. And then you start to get that relationship. And then you start to understand what the fear of God is. And then you start to experience the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding that he has to pour out to you. So this, this is the thing, the beginning of knowledge. The beginning of knowledge is to understand the fear of God. So not going in circles, but this is the thing. To have the fear of God is to say, you know what? If God is asking me to do something, I should do it. Not that he's coming to rain down the fire, uh, fires of heaven and, and, and brimstone down on my head. But as a parent, he's given me these instructions and these orders 
of obedience ought enough for me to make it through this world and not perish because he loves me. And if I don't do these things, whatever he brings up on me is not to the point of destruction and to destroy me, but it's to drive me, uh, chastise me, to go in the right direction because he does love me. And that's, that's the fear of God. Not this big scare. See, when preachers and things like that explain that, the first thing, and see, they may not understand it or they may not feel it. The first thing happens when people are sitting out there in the congregation is the horriblest, awfulest feeling coming over them that God's this big, bad boogie monster. And you know what? You could say that it's not, but I've been sitting in the congregation and I know what it feels like. The choir might not feel it. They sitting behind the preacher thinking that they got it made. But in the, in the pastor, he may know, he may not know. But he still delivers the word. But see, he's not the one that teaches you the things that I'm telling you. Because I'm not the one to teach you. The Holy Ghost is. The Holy Spirit. That's the one that teaches me what to come out here and say to you. So it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches you. And they cannot take and upon themselves to preach things that go all the way across the board to millions. You can't even teach five children across the board without teaching them specifically because they're different people. So when pastors preach, it's no way that they can teach a million people with preaching across the board. It's to draw you in and to get you interested in getting a relationship with God. And then the Holy Spirit teaches you individually as your life goes on and in your personal lives now so what you have is you have people that don't understand fear of the fear of god they don't understand that it's the beginning of the knowledge that he has in store for you to guide you and give you a better life in this world so what does that make you when you rebel against it because you don't understand There's so many people out there that started out as christians and then they switched. And I was wondering, like, why did you switch from Christian to Muslim? And I'm thinking that, okay, they read the, they read the Quran and it made more sense to them. And they switched. But that's not what I was hearing. And I can only talk about my experiences. What I was hearing was I was hearing that, oh, no, I, I used to be a Christian. But you know what? I read the Bible. I didn't understand nothing it was talking about. So I became Muslim. And I'm like, that's not a good enough excuse to become Muslim because you didn't understand what the Bible meant and you didn't try. You're supposed to find out what the Bible is saying and then find your falter with it to the point where you see that it's not a truth and you are moved in your heart to move somewhere else. Not just because, oh, well, I just gave up. I just didn't understand. And then you have people that, they said, well, when I went to Christian church, they treated me like this. And you didn't go down there for the people. And, that, and who you think goes to church? Disturbed people. Might even be in a, just got out of a mental institution. You don't know them folks. But you blame God. See, this is a problem. People, more and more as time goes on, people are just giving up. They don't even give a fight. I've seen even during the pandemic, and I don't really want to go into this because that's not what this uh, episode's about, is that people, they just, Okay, I'm not going to fight with you. Do what you want to me. 
Tell me what you want me to hear or I'll do whatever you say do. You give up that easy and do what human beings want you to do, but you don't even take a second thought of what God wants you to do. Now, ain't that, 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 that's real sad. That's real sad. So you have people out there that being as though that they have no understanding of the fear of God and they have not received the knowledge of God, they're fools. They're fools that despise the instruction and the wisdom that God has for them. And that's not my words. Go check out in the Bible and Proverbs 1, 7, and you can read it for yourself. You can read it for yourself. I'm not going to read it for you. Go check it out for yourself. And if you don't check it out, it's back to what I was saying. You just give up. You don't want to understand. You're quick, you have people that quickly become Christians and Muslims, and they've never opened the Quran or the Bible. They're just going off of what somebody else did i don't know what you would have to speak to them on that but i know they have not opened the quran they have not opened the bible because when you speak to them concerning things in the quran and in the bible they have no clue of what you're talking about because they've never opened the book now why would you go and join something and do something that you have no understanding to that makes no sense moving on so let's talk about the beginning of knowledge of the, of the Holy Spirit and the beginning of understanding of the Holy Spirit. And the thing about it is, is, is that it boils down to one thing. If you fear the Lord and you respect God, then the first thing you have to come to the knowledge of is that you have to hate all evil ways, even in yourself. Doesn't mean that you're not going to uh, go out there and commit and do things that are that have evil ways in it it's just that in you you just feel like you know what that's just not right i need to stop that and if you can't stop it within yourself then you have to pray the lord give you the strength to stop whatever it is that you're doing but you have to hate it even within yourself and if you don't believe me go to proverbs eight thirteen. and i'm not preaching i'm just giving you something to go and get you some little milk in you so that you can go and maybe it'll smart spark, spark something in you. Maybe it'll spark something in you. And you'll see where it tells you to fear God is to hate all evil ways. And God hates a forward mouth. He despises a forward mouth. And you say, well, what is a forward mouth? That's somebody that you have no filter. You assume use God's name in a foul demeanor or a foul way and have no thought behind it. And the ones that have this, I've seen, I've seen it, but I've seen it more in Caucasian. Definitely seen it more in Caucasian. And you said, well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this. I've seen it more in Caucasians. And what I'm talking about is that Caucasians say things out their mouths in a forward way that I've seen over the years that they take no thought behind. It. Jesus effing Christ, effing God. For God's effing this and God's effing that. That means that you're for so for sure that it's not a God and Jesus is not who he say he is. And their authority means nothing that you would just go out and say that. Or nobody never taught you that you should give respect to something that has way more power and authority over you. You soon as give it to the president of the United States. And they don't even give him respect. They don't even respect that God put him into power. God puts everybody into places, into power, and nothing gets 
put into power without the authority of God, whether you believe it or not. And these people, you're not to go out and just say any old thing about them, even if you felt it, even if it was true. And it goes for your parents. You go out and I've seen people talk about their parents. And I don't care what they did. These people aren't your family. They don't give a crap about you. They soon as do what your parents, you think that your parents did to you. They're, they're, they're just as much as uh, your enemy or more. That they'll do whatever you think your parents did to you and worse. Your parent may be disturbed or it may your parent could turn into your enemy. But to be obedient to God is to say nothing bad about your parent. And it has a purpose behind it. It has a teaching technique behind it. To give respect to your elders and give respect to ones that are uh, have authority over you. Now, this, this is the thing. It doesn't mean that you giving respect to them because they've done something good or they deserve it. It's out of obedience. It's what you're doing as a gesture to, to the obedience of God, not them. They don't deserve anything. You don't deserve anything. But what is deserved is to respect God. And to respect God is to love God. And hard enough for you to love God, you got to respect his name. You got to respect his name. You got to be mindful of what, who you're talking to. You know, we all get all up into our little funky bag and we come out and we rant. I've done it. I've ran it on Twitter. I've ran it all, all over the place on other social media sites. But see, what you got to understand is that you can't mix up what I'm telling you and what the orders of from God and the obedience from God. You can't mix that up with me. I'm me. And with everything that I'm saying, it's not just for you. I'm not sitting back in some safe place where I have immunity of the things that I'm saying. Everything that I'm saying that comes back and swings and cuts me too. Nevertheless, I have to say it. So, well, if it cuts you and you're not, that doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be said. You're not me. God will deal with me and God will do what he needs to do with me and my shortcomings. And then he'll work through whom he please to give his instructions out so that of what it means to fear God so that you can do you as an individual. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. And see, what God did with them is not the same thing God going to do with you. And this is something that you got to come to grips with. You got to have a grips with that God is going to deal with you differently than everybody out of billions and millions and billions of people on earth. Believe it or not. And it starts with the fear of God. And the fear of God is the not to take his name in vain. Be mindful of what comes out of your mouth. Yeah, you're trying to be funny. I've seen them. I've seen people. But they get off in a little funny bag and they're all laughing and they say, Jesus effing Christ. <laughs> they're all laughing. But you know what? This is the thing that if you had the respect of God and you had the knowledge of who God is, you'd be well on your way. If you had the knowledge and the understanding that God is almighty, would you do that in front? If you went back into the medieval days, colonial days where they had kings. And they brought you before the king and you had your peers with you before the king. Would you use the king's name in vain? Would you laugh? 
Would you would you be outside the castle and you're somewhere and there's soldiers standing by and you're with your friends and you say, oh, the king effing this and the king effing that. No, you're not going to do that because now you're saying, you know what? We have to give respect to the king. So you got to ask yourself, who's above the king? Who set the king up? Who's at the top of whose apex? Who's at the top? That's God. Now, if you got God at the top and you're giving respect to someone that has been set up and underneath God, how much more should you respect God and respect the name of Jesus, which he's the son of God, which he is God. When you see the son, you see the father. When you see the father, you see the son, whether you believe it or not. So I'm just out here to give instructions of that. You got to be mindful of what you say concerning God. There's a lot of other little snary little things and other things that you're going to say that you'll learn that you shouldn't probably say that because words have the power over life and death. When and when not to is an art. And I can't say that enough. And using his name in vain, that's a mistake. That's a big mistake. You're going to find out that that he will not pardon your transgressions because his name is in him. That means respect me. Respect my name. And you're going to learn this because the simple fact is, is that you're talking, uh, you're being making fun and see some people, they do it out of ignorance. And, you know, when you're doing things out of ignorance, a lot of things, God, he he doesn't hold it to you. But now that I'm telling you this, when you go back out there and do it again, the same thing doesn't apply to you anymore because you heard this podcast. You heard you're hearing me tell you you're not ignorant anymore. You want to take that chance? Go right ahead. May not happen to you in this lifetime and it may. But in the next life, I guarantee you, this will come up again. Guarantee you. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful of using his name in vain. Said he, he won't pardon your transgressions. That means you won't be forgiven. And it goes on to tell you even further that you shouldn't swear falsely by his name. I think it's in Levit- Leviticus 19.12. Don't swear falsely in it by his name. And then it goes on to tell you that as is so as far as so to profane his name is dangerous because he goes on to tell you, I'm the Lord. Now, you may say that, OK, well, you know, this guy is on here. He's trying to tell me this and he's trying to tell me that. Let me tell you something. You think you bad. You think you out there in the streets. You think you you the suburban hurricane or whatever you are. It don't get no worse than me being in the streets on the south side of Chicago. Most of you, you aren't from the 80s. You think it's bad now? Chicago used to be a horror place back in the 80s. You see what I'm saying? And God saw where this is my child. He has one foot out in the street and he has one foot in the church because my family went to church. And he saved me from that. Death. Ripping and running as a youngster through New York, New Philly, New Jersey, Chicago. I could could tell you so many stories to where things didn't go down the way that they were supposed to go down. And it had nothing to do with me. It was because God was protecting me. Horrors that happened in Chicago and Brooklyn and in Harlem all in the 80s. No bragging rights. Stupidity. So you're talking about somebody that's been where you're at if you're here at this point in your life. And some of you, I've never been at the point in your life. I've never been a suburban person that's fronting to be somebody hard 
that lived in the city but really i'm out here in the cove sitting on my behind at the circle at the end of the cove smoking weed and talking gangster stuff and never saw not one day of gangster in my life i don't i could i have no idea what that is but on the other hand you have no idea what it is to be in the city and in the mix in other words what i'm trying to say to you is is this if i was out in the streets doing my thing and out of ignorance of trying to be somebody that I was not, I could have perished. Who I really was is I was a child of God and I was brought up in a system and a, and a place where I had no idea of who I was. But once I found out who I was, I had to leave that life. I had to leave that place in my life. Same thing with Moses. Moses was brought up in Egypt, but and you, you had no higher status than Moses. He was brought up, forged in the fire of Egypt. But once he found out that that wasn't really him, he had to leave that. He had to leave that because that's not where he belonged. You have to go where you fit in, where you belong. Not trying to fit in somewhere where you know what, you have no idea of where you belong. But you know you don't belong there. In that place, in that situation, you know? So it, it, so this is me talking to you concerning the reasoning of a person that's been through it. I'm where I belong. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Now I'm out here informing others. Find out who you are and where you belong. You belong to God. You know, you got a lot of people out there that, they claim to be devil worshipers and they claim to love Satan. And I heard a guy, he was on Twitter or something and he was in the background at this club and he was singing that the devil was his friend. And I can hear the crowd like get real quiet. This guy has no idea. And I'm telling this guy, if he ever hears this uh, podcast, devils ain't got no love. They got no love for you because you was made in the image of God. You out there worshiping something that'll destroy you and rip you to shreds. And you thinking that that thing, do you think that the devil, the devil, these demons love you? Devils ain't got no love. They'll drag you all up and down the street and through the mud and ruin you and wreck you in this life and the next. Because you were made in the image of God. Moving on. So now you have to understand that ones out there, you got to understand this. Love and respect towards God. And you say, well, how do I do that? And, you know, what, what's the first steps? Obedience. And to you Christians out there and people that think you Christians and people that think they believe in God, let me tell you something. Sacrifice. See, a lot of people out there, they out there handing out chicken sandwiches. They're out there raising money. They're out there um, feeding people and feeding, giving them chicken sandwiches and raising money and and doing all these things and they're great. Ain't nothing charity is a is is very big. Charity is big. But see, you gotta understand that charity, charity is something that is woven into obedience. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Charity is is on the tail end of obedience. Obedience is at the top and it has no lines and it, it it smooths right on into charity. They're one, and that's what you have to understand. And that and that a lot of times people, that's all you're doing is sacrifices. 
And I know it's a lot of people out there thinking Billy Goats and cutting and Billy Goats and sacrificing. Let me tell you something. Don't believe all that crap. It's a lot of times you got to understand that people are trying to capitalize off of the old ways. You'll see a lot of that in the Old Testament. But I'm telling you and I'm here to tell you today that there is a new sheriff in town and his name is Jesus. A new testament, a new covenant, a new way that made a way for you to be saved. So let's move on. Obedience. Obedience, it means nothing what you're saying. It. It's about compliance. It's about you carrying it out. But the only way that you can comply to obedience is that you have to receive instructions from God. And the only way that you're going to receive instructions from God is that you got to get a relationship with God. And then you got to learn the love of God. You got to learn how to fear God because he does love you. And then God will pour out knowledge upon you, which is instruction. It's instructions. Some people may think that that knowledge is the knowledge of the world. No. That knowledge is instructions to guide you through this world and to have you do exactly what he tells you to do aren't enough for you to be accepted in a place of purity. And the only way that you're going to do that is that you have to submit to his authority. You have to respect God. You have to respect his name. You have to respect his son name. You have to respect the Holy Spirit's name. And a lot of people, they have no respect for it. They'll say something foul and nasty as I'm having this podcast. But see, you got to understand that you're being heard loud and clear. And if you have a clear understanding of what happens after you die and leave here, then maybe you're right. But you don't. Why take the chance? You think you're the only one right out of all these people and out of all the decades and out of all the time of people telling you over and over. over. Don't you know that people that don't even believe in God, they'll tell you that the Bible is true. They'll tell you, yeah, that's that's exactly right. But see, the thing, one thing that they pick out of all the true things that the Bible says to 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 demeanor it and defame it is to say that Jesus wasn't the son of God. All the other stuff, they'll say, yeah, that is, that's exactly. And these are people that they don't believe in the Bible. They're atheists. They'll tell you, yes, everything happened in the Bible, but he's not the true son of God. That's how they defame the Bible. It's ludicrous. Everything in the Bible is true, but that one thing. Now, how is that? If he made the blind see, you agree with that? He brought a dead man back alive that was dead and stinking for three days, four days. How do you say all those things and all those miracles happen? And it's true. If Jesus wasn't who we say he was. Aren't enough for them things to happen in which no other man has done in history. It has to be sanctioned by God. He's who he say he is. So moving on, the respect of God is to accept that he's almighty. And all enough to respect that he's almighty, you have to respect his ability. You have to love and respect the qualities that he has. And the only way that you're going to respect those those things is that you have to trust him. I have testimonies that I will put on my podcast and I will have other ones come in and we will testify and we will testify what God has done to reveal itself to us. And we will testify to let you know that he is who he say he is. 
I have so many testimonies and they will be told in later episodes. And these will have YouTube videos to it and it will be me and other young people talking and testifying about the things that God done in our lives. So get ready for that. So we're moving on. We're talking about respect here. And with, and I'm letting the youth know that having respect for God, let me tell you something. Don't believe them. See, this is what happens when you sit out in the congregations of church and the preacher's preaching. He's telling you uh, to respect God is to fear God and you fear God because God will do this and God will do that and God will do this. Let me tell you, let me let you in on something. There's a big difference from the fear of God and the wrath of God that is uh, afflicted on enemies and disobedient, rebellious human beings and to evil there's a big difference than when I'm talking about the fear of God and co- concerning coming into the love and respect in the fold of God. It's two different things. And don't let them tell you anything else. It's two different things. Now, the fear and the things that God will bring upon you when he's trying to chasten you and trying to chastise you and chase you in the right direction That's different than when he's coming up against people that are just stubborn and now face the wrath of God. But they don't tell you this. When you fear, let me tell you something. When you fear God in the love and being chased in the right direction, God has the power to afflict certain things on you. And you may think it's the horriblest thing on earth, but it's not to damnation. So it definitely has no uh, attributes to being the worst thing on earth and to destroy you has no attributes of destroying you. it's to chastise you in other words you may do something against your parents and they may take out a switch and beat beat you beat your behind and you may think it was the worst thing in the world but you didn't die but see what disobedient Human beings that go out there and they're doing things continuously with no conscience and the wrath of God comes down on them. That's that real stuff that you need to fear because that is not only the destruction of you in this life, but also the death and the destruction to you in the next life for eternity. We have no idea what he has in store for the people that get punished in the next life for eternity. And when you use words like fire and brimstone and torture and ash in the teeth, I can imagine that it can't be. It's not, it's nothing good. It can't be. You think that that's good? Go ahead. Good luck. More power to you. But anyway, moving on. I hope that that cleared up some things for people because simple fact is, is that people are not going to explain this to you like this. And I know that there's people out there that they'll hear this podcast and they'll try to explain it in their way and they'll mess it all up. They may tell it right or they may mess it all up, but you're getting it straight and clean and from the heart from this podcast. You got a lot of people, they copycats. They go and hear something and then they turn around and they're more than welcome to use it because I want you to use it. But I urge urge those podcasts uh developers and the ones that listen pray before you start to speak you hearing me say it but when you go to say it again in your podcast pray before you say it and think about what you're dismeanoring and you're uh 
uh, uh, demeanoring about what I'm saying because you know what? Truth comes out pure and truth comes out beautiful. And there's nothing more beautiful than the truth that I'm telling here today. <clears throat> so moving on. So we're talking about respect. I want to tell the youth today, respect doesn't come naturally. It does. It just, just doesn't. Anybody tell you that respect comes naturally? It, just assume that that person's up to something. They're up to something that's no good. Because when we come into this world and we're raised in the environment of this world, we all know that we come up under all kinds of conditions and all kinds of, we come into this world in sin. So how could you naturally have respect when you've been born into sin? Lies, cutthroats, deceivers. It does not come naturally. Respect is something that you learn over a period of time. It's something that you learn by God. It's something that it's in you, but you have to learn it. You have to dig it out of yourself. It's buried in there. It doesn't come naturally. It's something that you learn. So don't think that, um, you know, and this is the same thing I was saying about being in church. The pastor, he's preaching. He's telling you respect God or God will rain down the fires of hell upon you. You respect God and you and then he'll roar with his voice. You're scaring the people. You're making them fearful. You're putting you're putting an ugly twist on God in their minds. Not in your mind. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what these bishops and these people thinking out here, but you listen to me. And you may think that I'm wrong. I'm the person sitting out in the congregation. I talk to the other people in the congregation. How could how could you tell me I'm wrong and I'm living it and I'm talking about to the people that's living it? You kidding me? God is not this big, bad boogie monster that you want to place him to be. He's a loving, tender God, and he's not mad at you. He's not mad at any of you. Jesus came and died on the cross for your sins. And the work that he did on the cross, he's no longer upset with you. Before Jesus, very upset with you. He was so upset with mankind that he destroyed all of mankind. Except for Noah who was on that boat and the animals. Now you can't get no more furious and angry as to destroy everything on earth and wipe it out. But since Jesus, he's not angry. Stop believing these preachers and these people telling you that God's angry. You're going to go to hell. You don't believe in Jesus Christ. You're going to hell. These people, and I've heard it. I've heard it on social media. People of other religions saying, well, this guy came to me. And he told me if I don't believe in Jesus Christ, that I'm going to hell. Let me tell you about that man. That man right there is in jeopardy of fire from hell. He's in jeopardy of hell because he's sitting up there saying things that he doesn't understand. And he's passing judgment. He doesn't change a hair on your head. He has no idea what's in your heart. And as long as you're alive. You have the ability to be guided by God and, been, and to be given the truth and the chance to be saved. Yes, we believe that you should. You have to believe in, in, in Jesus and you have to accept him as your Lord and Savior. But we're to give that instructions that this is the way of the life of a Christian and the belief that we have towards God. But to say 
as long as you're living that you'll never come that way and to and as a, such to say to you which you if you don't do this and you don't do that listen to say tell a person that if they don't do this and they don't do that you're suggesting that they're they have to do something on their own what what part don't you understand that god gives everything to every individual i explain about the tree God is the root, Jesus is the vine, and everybody else is a leaf on the tree. Everything that comes to each individual leaf on that tree comes from the root and the vine. So if you're to be saved, whether you're in another religion or not, that's not up to you. Stop telling people they're going to hell. You don't, you have no idea who's going to hell and who's who you may end up in hell. Telling people they're gonna go to hell. Stop that. Whoever you are out there, stop it. You don't control. Listen, let me tell you something how powerful God is. God is as so much as to what he can save whom he will. The worst person on earth that you thought was the worst one that should go to hell could end up in heaven. Because you don't know the hearts of men. You don't, you have no control over who God and what God does. God has to stay true to his word. But you don't know the hearts of men. So stop it. You're not supposed to scare people to God. What kind of what kind of mess is that? Why why are you going around trying to scare people to God? God don't want no scared folks coming to him. He want people to come to him that have been touched and pricked with the word of God that sparks something in them to come and hear the message that he has to say as concerning your salvation and coming into the arms of safety out of uh out of love up under a curse that happened a long time ago. So stop fighting that beacon. Stop fighting that beacon that he's putting out to get you out of the dark and bring you into the light and then have the grace and the love to, to help you to purify yourself, to bring you not somewhere else that he has prepared for you in heaven, but he's bringing you where he is. Purity cleanliness, love. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. The devil tainted one that exists now, but there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth with purity in it. And you're going to be, you're going to be right there where he's at. How much love can you get that? That's like taking care of them, showing them the right way and then move them up in your house. Give them the room right next to your room. You can't get no more love than that. You kidding me? So get it together. So uh, I'm going to end this podcast by saying that get an understanding. If you have to play this podcast back and hear the things that I'm saying concerning respecting God, obeying God, coming into compliance with the instructions from God and having submission to his authority and then accepting that he's almighty. Then you play it back as many times as you have to. And you go and you open up your Bible, which is a testimony. They're testimonies. They're testimonies that lead you to God and that give you a clear understanding of what he's done for others. And then he'll do for you here in the now in 2022 and on to where you could pass that down to your children. So. All right. Um, Why wow, I get into this thing, I'm telling you, is it, God is good. Taking, I pray before these podcasts and it comes out beautiful. So, you know, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up and uh, definitely coming out with the, 
future episodes. Uh, sorry about the delay. And I hope that all of you have a nice life, man. Do what you got to do. Make whatever changes that you have to make. If you have to be alone, be alone. If you see, because the thing about it is, is that when you go out there in this world and you go to work and you go out there amongst other people, when you come back to your uh, house, that's your sanctuary. Sometimes you got to go in the house and cut all the televisions off. You got to cut everything off. You got to do everything and cut. Just make it silent in your house, peaceful in your house so that you can think and breathe and teach your children this. You know, it's nothing wrong with the people that uh, meditate if they're just meditating on the sounds and the earth and around them. But they got to understand that Jesus Christ is the way. That universe stuff, God made the universe. So the universe, it'll just like other ones said, it'll spit you right back out if you run to the universe to looking for some help. Universe can't help you. You still on your way out. And you have to secure and reassure through the love of God of where you're going to go after you leave here. So I'm going to end it with that. And I say that, hey, it's been a great time. And hey, this is balancing the game. All right. Peace.